Welcome into Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, we talk about the Phillies' huge four-game series with the Atlanta Braves that starts tonight. What do the Phillies need to do to compete in this series, and who are the big players that need to step up if the Phillies are going to start to make some noise in the NL East? We'll break it all down on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies. Your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. You've been hearing me talk Phillies baseball forever. This is my second year as host of Locked On Phillies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for checking in. Make sure you're rating and reviewing wherever you consume your podcasts. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. If you're not, what are you waiting for? And either way, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube so you get the notifications when new episodes are posted. I appreciate you doing that. Uh, But thank you very much, however you tune in. For tuning in to Locked On Phillies, a fun episode to get into today with the Philadelphia Phillies starting a huge series, their biggest of the year so far in Atlanta with the first place in the NL East, uh, Atlanta Braves. And you got a great opportunity to make some noise in the division despite a slow start. Tonight's game is 7.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast on the Sirius XM app as they take on the Braves. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull that up. A big game tonight. And right now, looking at the standings in the NL East, I'm just going to go ahead and take a look at it. Uh, not that it's hugely important at this point in the season, still very, very early on, but those are seven games behind the Braves. That's a big margin. The way you make up that difference is by winning games head-to-head, and you got four of them. So there's a chance that the Phils could cut it to three games back by the time that this series is over. But more troubling is the Phils are in fourth in the division still. Atlanta's 30-19. and 19. They're in first place easily. They're five and a half games up on the second place Mets and second place Marlins. Those teams both tied at 25 and 25. Now, I guess it's good news if you're the Philadelphia Phillies that the teams in second place are both 500. It's not like multiple teams running away with it like last year with the Mets and the Braves, but the Braves are way up on you. This is your first look at, okay, are we going to have a shot at the division this year? Not that I think if the Phillies go out and can't play with the Braves now that's like pack it in for the year, but it would be a very, very discouraging thing to see the Phillies not be able to compete with the Atlanta Braves. I know it's a road series against a team that clearly on paper looks better than you, is playing better baseball than you right now. Uh, I mean, just looking at the Braves schedule, I'm just going to run through. Uh, the Braves, they're actually lost two of their last three, but they were playing the Dodgers. Uh, prior to that, they won t- uh, two or three against the Mariners, two or three against the Rangers. Um, they got swept by the Blue Jays, actually. Uh, the Braves are really a consistently good team, though. I mean, they win pretty much every series that they're in, and that's why they're a 31 team already and why they constantly win the division. That They're a machine of an organization. So they're playing solid baseball right now, but they are coming off a, uh, a series where they lost two of three. They lost their last series. They gave up eight runs of the first two games against the Dodgers, and they only won a one-run game yesterday uh, to go ahead and beat the Dodgers down there in Atlanta. Uh, they've been home for a while. This is the back end of a uh, homestand for them. So that's something that might benefit the Phillies a little bit. Now, NL East, they're always going to be zoned in, right? But the Braves have played, let's see, three against the Mariners, three against the Dodgers, six games at home heading into the series. Going to play four more at home against the Phillies. But then they're going to head on a West Coast swing. They're going to see the Athletics. They're going to see the Diamondbacks, who the Phillies just faced. Uh, 
Uh, they're going to go ahead and come back home and face the Mets. So they got some tough series coming up. So not that they're going to look past the Phillies, but an opportunity for the Phillies to catch the Braves. It may be a time in the schedule where uh, uh, they're looking at a road trip and they're looking at packing up for the West Coast. So uh, I don't know. The Phillies are starting a road trip, so they should be zoned in. Not sure how much of a difference that makes, but it is something in the schedule that's interesting to look at. Now, tonight's game. Tonight's game is going to be a very interesting one. You got Aaron Nola taking the mound for the Phillies. We talked about that yesterday. Again, 4 and 3 record, a 4 3 1 ERA, a 107 whip, which is the most encouraging thing to me about Nola's season so far. Not allowing a lot of base runners, even though he is allowing a solid number of runs. Uh, and that's because the long ball has hurt him. He's given up eight home runs. But he's going to be facing off against Dylan Dodd. Dylan Dodd for the Braves this year is 2 and 1 with a 6 4 6 ERA, only seven strikeouts and a 1 8 3 whip. In his career, he has 15 and a third innings pitched at the major league level. I mean, he's just he's not your average starter. And the Braves rotation, a couple injury issues again. Max Fried's still trying to work his way back into the rotation, and he's doing some rehab stuff down there for them. Not a situation, though, where you're seeing Dylan Dodd, uh, a uh, what is he, a left-handed pitcher. See, I don't even know really who this guy is. He's going to wear number 46. He's 24 years of age. Uh, I mean, the guy was born in 98. That might make some of us feel old, but it should make the Phillies look at that and say, okay, we got a young pitcher on the mound, got a chance to go out and get one here early and start this series off on the right foot. The Braves are a significantly better team on paper when you look at their lineup, when you look at their rotation, when you look at their bullpen, everything. I know the Phillies beat them last year. I'm not saying the Phillies are outclassed, but clearly there's a better team in this series when you look at the preview of it. And yet the matchup predictor for today's game, Phillies have a 48.3% chance to win in spite of all that. And that's because the pitching matchup, this is a big discrepancy. Aaron Nola is significantly more proven than what you're going to see from Dylan Dodd. So if there's an X factor for game one, it's going to be that Aaron Nola has a great start. Because you can't expect Dylan Dodd to have a great one. I know the Phillies always seem like they have those really, really bad games. And they'll get like one hit by some no-name guy. Uh, But... That's more we remember the bad times. They're going to be good against a young pitcher that's not that comfortable more times than not. And today, another one of those days. So hopefully the Phillies take advantage. But the lineup, you expect them to be good with this type of setup. What you don't necessarily expect is Aaron Nola to take care of business down there in Atlanta. He has to, though, because that's your biggest difference. The lineups are comparable. The bullpens are comparable. The difference in this game is that you have a starting pitcher in Aaron Nola that has been a Cy Young candidate in the past, and they have a pitcher who's throwing his 16th major league inning. Yeah, a bit of a difference there. So take a look at Nola's start. I need six innings plus of less than three runs given up. That's the benchmark. Anything more than that, disappointed with Aaron Nola. I know it's a tough lineup you're facing. You're facing Ronald Acuna Jr. is probably the MLB or the MLB, the NL MVP right now if the season ended today. So I know it's not an easy task, but it, it never is playing the Braves. And if you're going to play with the best, you got to play your best baseball. So that's what I'm looking at in game one tonight. We're going to take a look at the rest of the series coming up. Uh, and then we're also going to take a look at uh, the Mets series as well. Uh, I know a lot of stuff uh, going on looking forward, but it's a situation where I recorded an episode yesterday. So no game to recap. I'm still buzzing from that walk-off win and Trey Turner's big hit. We do have a funny story from Trey Turner coming up that I want to get into too. So plenty still to discuss, but we'll look at the rest of the series coming up as we continue today's episode of Lock on Phillies. And I want to tell you about one of my favorite sponsors we have. I love all our sponsors, but I mean, Bird Dogs, uh, Bird Dogs look absolutely 
make me look absolutely incredible when I put on their shorts. I mean, I look better. I feel better. Everything in my life goes better when I'm wearing bird dogs. Their stretchy fabric uh, helps make my legs look awesome. Uh, I mean, I've gotten so many compliments on them in the two weeks I've been wearing them since they sent me a couple of pairs. I love them. They're the first thing that I put in my laundry basket to make sure they're clean as soon as possible so I can wear them again. Uh, They give me the freedom to wear one pair of shorts to the golf course, then to the pool, then in here to record, then to the gym. Like there's so many things that you can do wearing bird dogs. They're super versatile. They're fashionable. Like they look great. They're not your typical, just like boring athletic short. No, they got some style to them. The color schemes are great. Uh, I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about bird dogs. You've heard about them. I'm sure because they've been a very popular brand for a while. And honestly, I didn't wear them until they sent out the product so that we could get prepped for them being a new sponsor for us. And the second I put them on, I'm like, oh, wow, I get it. I understand why so many people choose bird dogs and why you should too. I don't know what you're waiting for. Summer, Memorial Day weekend is right around the corner. Quick shipping. They can get it to you fast. Go ahead and check out bird dogs and they'll hook you up. So you're looking your absolute best and the best pair of shorts on the market for this summer. Now, how do you get bird dogs? Well, go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. And when you enter promo code locked on MLB, they're going to throw in a free custom bird dogs, Yeti style tumbler with every order. I got mine through my order. Uh, it's, Perfect to drink out of. I had it on the golf course today while I was wearing my bird dogs. Absolute beautiful day. So shout out to them. I mean, life literally lives like their ad reads read. Trust me, this isn't just blowing smoke. I actually love the bird dogs. Absolutely amazing. Go ahead and check them out again. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. And when you enter promo code locked on MLB, they're going to throw in that free custom bird dogs Yeti style of thumper. I don't know what you're waiting for. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. Okay, let's get into the rest of this series. Again, Phillies, Braves tonight, game one, 7.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go ahead to the uh, SiriusXM app, and you can search Phillies on that SXM app and listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast as they take on the Braves. And Aranola toes the rubber. Going to want to definitely check that out uh, with our friends over at Sirius. Just looking at the other games, though, because situation with pitching that the Braves are at a disadvantage in game one. Now, game two. Taiwan Walker is going to take the mound for the Phillies. That's not exactly great, but he faces Jared Schuster. At Schuster is one and two with a 5-4-9 ERA. That's not great. That's not your typical one-two punch from the Atlanta Braves. Dodd and Schuster, those aren't your typical names. It's not like you're seeing Strider and Morton. Uh, now, you see Morton in game three right on cue, but you have Zach Wheeler going against him. So that'll be one where we'll dive deeper into the pitching matchup there, and that's some heavyweight swingers. Uh, when you look at what you're seeing in games three and four. And then game four, of course, you see Strider. And the Phillies have a big old undecided listed there. So that's a super advantage. So it's almost like you're slowly reversing as you go through the series. In game one, the Phillies have one of their top arms on the mound against basically a nobody. In game two, the Phillies have an okay starter against an okay starter from Atlanta. Then in game three, flips the other way, and the Phillies have a good starter going against a really good starter in Atlanta with Zach Wheeler and Charlie Morton. And then the final game, the Phillies might have a nobody against a really, really good starter in Spencer Strider. So opportunities for both teams. You're going to see all types of different pitching matchups. This isn't like uh, I'm trying to remember what that series was where it was all big pitching matchups. I'm trying to rack back through my brain. I think it was on the West Coast trip. I I don't know. The Phillies had one earlier where it was like Wheeler, Nola, Walker, back when we thought Walker was going to be good uh, against some top arms. Uh, It might have been the Blue Jays. 
But it, anyway, it's not going to be one of those series. There's not a lot of very even pitching matchups in this one outside of the Zach Wheeler-Charlie Morton matchup. So there will be a distinct advantage on the mound for a team in each of these games. Uh, that kind of is encouraging to me because it's rare when the Phillies – starting rotation is looking like they do right now that you're going to have opportunities for pitching advantages so that's helpful but the big thing you're looking at is the lineups uh, let's run through the lineups because we have them for tonight's game and we'll be able to go through exactly how the philadelphia phillies are lining up for tonight so bryson stott's going to lead off and play second makes sense cool stick with that turner's going to bat second coming off of that home run that tied the game up yesterday bryce harper bats third nick castellanos bats fourth kyle schwarber fifth J.J. Romito, sixth. Alec Bohm, seventh. Brandon Marsh, eighth. Edmundo Sosa is going to play third base and round it out, batting ninth. Their careers versus Dylan Dodd. This will be short. None of them have ever faced him before, believe it or not. Easily believable because Dodd, he's throwing his first innings, uh, his first year in the majors, and the Phillies haven't played the Braves yet. So makes absolute sense there. But just looking at some of the numbers, I mean, Stott's batting 291. Turner at 250. That needs to jump up. We'll see how that plays out. Harper's batting 324. He's incredible. He's one of the greatest players I've ever seen. Nick Cassianos cooled off a little bit, but still batting 289. We'll take that compared to last year. Kyle Schwarber, 170, but he's a home run threat. JT Romuto has been hot lately. 276 he's up to. Alec Bohm down to 264. Okay, that's fine. Brandon Marsh down to 269. Fine, a little bit of a reversion from those guys. We'll see if they can get hot again, especially Alec Bohm with that uh, walk-off. We call it a walk-off single. I guess so with the bases loaded. Walk-off single uh, yesterday against um, who they even play? The Arizona Diamondbacks and uh, Zach Allen earlier on in that game. Good game to beat Zach Allen, by the way. Uh, and then Mundo Sosa rounds it out, batting 275. I mean, it's a solid lineup. The offense is not the problem. The problem is the offense in the clutch and the starting pitching. And uh, that will be something to keep an eye on in this series. The Braves lineup's also out. Ronald Acuna Jr. is going to lead off. He's batting 330 with 11 home runs. He's a monster. That guy's a problem. Matt Olson has 14 home runs. He's batting second. Only hitting 234, but 14 home runs. That's terrifying. He went off the top of the chop house uh, in the series that they just had against the Dodgers. Austin Riley. Seven home runs on the year, batting 261 in the three-hole. He's very comfortable with that. Uh, Sean Murphy, new addition this offseason from Oakland. Uh, catching, batting, cleanup. How often do you see a uh, catcher bat cleanup? Really, the Phillies do it. Uh, the Braves do it. It's rare that you have an offensive catcher good enough to warrant doing that, though. And he's batting 275 with 10 bombs. Eddie Rosario is going to bat fifth. Uh, he's batting 238. Uh, Ozzy Albies, sixth, batting 254. Marcelo Zuna. Ozuna from the Braves, yeah, he's batting 211. He's got nine home runs, though. He is showing off a little bit of the power again. He's a non-factor in this game. You know how to pitch to him. Uh, Arcia is going to bat eighth, and uh, Michael Harris is going to bat ninth. He's only batting 169, uh, 89 at-bats, slow start to the year. Didn't get off to the regular start that the other guys did down there in Atlanta, but we know how talented he can be from his year last year. Uh, where he just burst on the scene and looked incredible alongside Spencer Strider there is Atlanta's top two rookies. So a scary lineup. A little bit scarier when you look at how they've done career against Aaron Nola. Ronald Acuna, career against Aaron Nola, is a 359 hitter. Uh, Austin Riley's a career 400 hitter. Sean Murphy's a career 333 hitter and three at-bats. Um, other guys to be worried about. I mean, Matt Olson's only 188 against Nola in his career, so has some success there. Has some success against Rosario, who's 154. Uh, Arcia, 1 for 14 against Nola, 0 for uh, 071. 
Uh, and Michael Harris, only 214. So when you get down to the bottom of the lineup and you get to that Rosario, Albies, Ozuna, Arcia, Harris type of run, that's where Aaron Nolan needs to make his work. He can't get hurt by those guys down there. The guys at the top, they're going to do damage at points. That's just how the Braves lineup works. They're so good of a team. But Nola's main focus in tonight's game needs to be on that bottom part of the lineup that he's had success against in the past and take advantage of those guys down there. But again, a scary lineup for the Atlanta Braves. They've got one, two guys hitting over 300, but a bunch of guys with uh, double-digit home runs. They have four guys with double-digit home runs. The Philadelphia Phillies have one guy with double-digit home runs, and it's Kyle Schorber with 12. The next highest on the team, I believe, is a bunch of guys tied at five. So the power hasn't really started to come for the Philadelphia Phillies yet. It will. Trust me. They're going to start hitting home runs at Citizens Bank Park in the summer. But a clear discrepancy in the power. Aaron Noll has been hurt by the long ball a lot this year. It's going to be a tough one for the Philadelphia Phillies tonight when you look at the Aaron Nola versus this lineup type of matchup. But, hey, cross your fingers. Hope for good Aaron Nola. When he's good, he can pitch against absolutely anybody. So that's what we're hoping for in tonight's contest. Again, 7.20 p.m. first pitch down there in Atlanta, Eastern Standard Time. Of course, go to the SiriusXM app and search Phillies, uh, and you'll be able to hear every pitch of the Philadelphia Phillies hometown radio broadcast. Again, SXM app, search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull that all up. And then coming up, we're going to talk about a funny Trey Turner story to wrap everything up uh, on today's episode from yesterday's game and uh, a revelation he had uh, after the game from one of his family members, actually. Yeah, we'll get into it as we wrap up Locked on Phillies. First up, let me tell you about Rocket Money, okay? Rocket Money is absolutely awesome. Do you ever discover any subscriptions that you forgot about? I mean, it happens all the time, right? You're scrolling through your bank statement. You see $10 or something that you haven't used since 2007. And you're like, my goodness, how long have I been paying for that? I don't know. Well, let's do some quick math here. $10 a month, 12 months a year, $120. If you actually hadn't seen it since 2007, that's uh, what? Uh, another... 10 years to 17, almost, let's call it 15 years even. 15 times 120, I can't, I'm going to do that math right now. 15 times 120, that's $1,800. I mean, now, maybe you don't have a subscription forgotten for that long, but even $120 over the course of a year, just going to something you don't use, it's not worth it. That's more money in your pocket. You're going to want to go ahead and check out Rocket Mortgage because so many places do that, try it for 30 days. Uh, and you could try it for free, and then they start charging you and you forget about it, it's the perfect amount of time for you to forget about it. That's why they do it. That's why companies and apps do it. In fact, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. You could be wasting money and not even know it. But what Rocket Money does, well, they go ahead and they find those subscriptions that you're not using, and they can even help you cancel it for you. So Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you. And for any you don't want to pay for anymore, all you have to do is hit cancel. And Rocket Money will cancel it for you. You don't have to jump through any hoops with the other company or anything. They'll take care of all of that. It's that easy. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorize, tough word to say, categorize your expenses. I can't even say the word, much less do it. That's why I love Rocket Money because they take care of all the hard stuff for you. So you can easily track your budget in real time and you can also get alerted if anything looks off. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. Rocket Money is a personal finance app. It just it finds and cancels your subscriptions for you. It's perfect. I can't believe that somebody hasn't come up with this sooner. And the fact that I love that Rocket Money has, 
you got to check it out because they're going to corner this market. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. One more time for you in case you missed it. Rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. All right, let's talk about the comments from Trey Turner after the game. No, it wasn't, yeah, I'm glad I hit that home run. No, it wasn't, wow, that was a breakthrough moment for me. And, yeah, he said things like that, too. Of course, I'm sure he was excited to go ahead and hit that, even if his expression didn't really show it. But the funniest thing that came out, apparently, Mama Turner was at the game, his mom, and she was watching. And Trey Turner had had a rough day to that point. Apparently, she told her son, that she was booing him for his performance. And you know what? I love that. I absolutely love that. And Trey Turner said it in a funny way. I'm sure it was like, yeah, you know, your mom knows when you're not playing well. Perfectly fine. I don't think he got upset that she was upset with him because he's upset with himself. But the comments Turner's made in the past about wanting to perform better and then hearing that his mom's booing him when he's not playing well in a regular season game in May – makes me feel like this kid was raised in a way that prepared him for Philadelphia. This is a tough city. This is a place where if you're not playing well, the fans are going to let you know, regardless of the paycheck or what you've done for us in the past. Okay. No one's above being booed in the city of Philadelphia, not even Trey Turner by his own mother. And the fact that she's willing to do that and not one of the coddling parents is, Oh, why are they booing my son? Protect my kid. No, clearly that family knows that there are expectations at this level and he was raised this way from the start, hey, you don't play well, people are not going to like it. You do play well, people are going to love you. It's plain and simple. It's not personal. It's just, hey, this is your performance. This is how we react. And to, to hear that his mom was booing him, not only is it funny, it's kind of like one of those funny family stories that makes you chuckle a little bit, but it also shows you that he was raised in an environment where he's prepared for the pressures of Philadelphia Major League Baseball, and he's proven that over years. But this is a different animal playing here in Philly than Washington or even L.A. Uh, This is one of the tougher markets to be in. So the fact that he's getting that type of parenting at home and got that type of parenting at home, not that he's still living at home. I mean, he's a grown man now, but it it just shows the makeup of the Turner family, how he was brought up, makes me feel good about the kid's mental makeup. So uh, love to hear that, and that was just a funny little – Side statement, we're also going to need Mama Turner at every game if he keeps hitting big clutch home runs like that when she's there. So fly her down to Atlanta, fly her back up to New York, wherever you need to go. Uh, She might be the good luck charm for the Philadelphia Phillies. Or Trey Turner could just keep hitting uh, like we know he's capable of. That would be nice, too. So a fun little moment after yesterday's big home run by Trey Turner, the hit of the year so far for the Philadelphia Phillies. Fun to hear that. A fun little light moment among a long, monotonous baseball season that hasn't been going great so far. But the Phillies a chance to make up four games, four full games on the Atlanta Braves. If they go out and take four, it starts by taking one tonight. So go ahead and uh, get ready for Phillies Braves tonight at 720. Uh, That's all for today's Locked on Phillies. We'll be talking hopefully about another win for the Philadelphia Phillies tomorrow, coming off a one-game winning streak for the Philadelphia Phillies. That's not a winning streak, but you can start one by winning tonight. And, yeah, hopefully it's another fun episode tomorrow. But uh, thank you so much for tuning in to Locked On Phillies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, It was a fun episode. Always fun to talk about a walk-off winner and preview a big divisional series. And uh, we'll talk more on the next episode of Locked On Phillies.